Hello everyone and hope you guys are enjoying your Memorial Day weekend and what would Memorial Day weekend be without AEW Double or Nothing? Well that's what we're going to be discussing here and what I mean by we, it's going to be myself and my guest at this time, Jim Boy Star. Alright, here we go, Double or Nothing. I it, This recording almost didn't happen if I'm honest with you. Okay. We did this at a very late time, I wasn't sure what I was doing. Um, you know, like usually we kind of set it up like, oh, it'll be, you know, this day during next week. But this was kind of a spur of the moment. In fact, I thought you had already recorded your show and I was like, let me throw it out there. Well, I mean, to be honest, at the time of the recording, we've had, um, weather like all day. Like we had a tornado watch earlier. Uh, now we're under a thunderstorm watch, flood watch. So, we're getting this in. That, okay. That's all that matters. Is I weird. mean, it's very clear that AEW wants this pay-per-view to be like six hours. Well, I'll tell you, they've got the double part of Double or Nothing right, because it is 13 matches, including the pre-show. And... They're definitely okay. So let me be. I don't want to sound super negative right off the bat. Right. The main event is amazing. The main event is probably one of the most unpredictable main events that I could think of. Agreed. That I've experienced in recent memory. It can really go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there are so many things on here, and I'm just like, why? You don't really need this. But that also being said, hey, at least when I, you know, pay and get the pay-per-view, I'm not going to feel like I'm slighted. Exactly. Hey, do you know what, though? At least for this event, they didn't have to move to another building in Las Vegas like WWE. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I know. Jab, jab. But it was kind of deserved. Okay. I'm good with the jabs. Always. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could even say how, like, you know, WWE will put on, like, another a five-hour pay-per-view, and, and I don't think that I get my money's worth. Yeah. Which is, like, $10. Pretty much. All right. So, um, like I said, there are 13 matches, including the pre-show, and they ran Rampage a little bit earlier because of hockey playoffs. So now we have the complete card. I wasn't sure why they were doing it. I just knew it's sports related. Yeah. So congratulations to whatever team won at the time that, you know, Rampage would be on. So we'll just go with that. Well, the one thing I will say, just because I, you know, we gave a bit, I gave a bit of a WWE insult there, but one of my big problems with this show is the fact that so many things were announced so last minute for a company that does. Four shows a year. They're usually pretty good about getting the entire card set. I think this is the worst they've done as far as that goes of any pay-per-view they've done. I don't, do you remember a time with, with maybe there was, but like where we're getting like three matches announced within four days. And that's like the first we're hearing of it. No, not, not for AEW. No. Right. So like, yeah, I, I, and I guess, it goes back to like the big problem is, in my opinion, I don't know if you'll agree, but their roster is too big, and it we need to stop. We he started not having people's contracts renewed, but I think that needs to continue because 
it's not like all of these matches that we're going to talk about are singles matches either. Right. There's a lot of tag matches, so let's... Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. We'll start with... The... Oh, I'll have to take a nap halfway into this podcast episode. <laughs> we'll start... Just because... By the way, I've already said that I definitely am trying... I'm, I'm not a good nap taker. I have a hard time sleeping mm-hmm. a lot of times. I'm like, I... After... Finding out there's three more matches or two more matches, I'm like, oh god, I definitely want to try to at least try to take a nap on double or nothing afternoon. Right. All right, so we'll start with the pre-show match. Sure. Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen against Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. Okay, Bill. This match I feel should be on the main show. We've not just said <laughs> there's too many matches on the main show. No, but there's like three matches I would take off of the main show and not have at all. But this is one of the one of the ones I'm like, how is this one not on the main show? I like the Hook Danhausen stuff. I don't care about Tony Nese at all and Mark Sterling. Mm-hmm. It's just I am a fan of Hook and the Danhausen tag team. It's such a fun story. And also, it, like you said right there, story. I can point to like three matches on here that there's no story to at all. Because, like, the whole thing with Danhausen, because you, you and I, we've talked for a while about how you were kind I'm going to say kind of lost as far as what his gimmick was. I was, I uh, yeah. And, you know, he does the whole I curse you and then he does it with Hook and it doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a cartoonish like way of him trying to curse Hook. And then all it takes is a bag of potato chips to get <laughs> Hook mad. It's so good. It's really funny. I'm entertained by it. It should be on the main show. Well, I mean, my God, Danhausen is so popular and then hook is so ridiculously over right i i kind of agree with you because there's one match i could i could switch which we'll get mm-hmm. to very shortly but yeah i agree with you this should be on the main on the main card of the pay-per-view but... and in terms of storyline this has been built up again I'll, I'll tell you two right off the bat and it's not really any of the participants fault um not to say that it's um that those shouldn't be on the card. Right. But the two Owen Hart Foundation matches next to no build because we only found out who the finals were in the past week. Like the hooks, Hook and, and Dan Housen stuff has been building for, I would say, at least a month. At least, yeah. Um, I, think, I mean, Hook and Dan Housen are going to win. Oh, God, yeah. They have to win, don't they? But then again, then again... <laughs> Then again, Dan Housen, I thought was going to be Tony Nese, and he lost very, very right shamefully. So. Right, but well, well, we'll see. I mean, I agree with you. I think Hook and Dan Housen will win, and but again, it, it could change. You know, mm-hmm. Nice and Sterling could win. Yeah, but and then if that happens, Dan Housen will be the one that gets pinned. There's no way Hook loses that match. Right. So is that who you have too, Hook and Danhausen? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Now to the now to the main card and we're going to start with the one that I would switch from the main show to the pre-show. 
the TBS title Jade Cargill defends against Anna J. I 100% agree with you. I don't know why this is happening other than your typical let's get it on the card, which shouldn't really be a reason to put something on the card. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Jade Cargill is not going to lose here. So I'm hoping this is a short match. Considering because there's 12 other ones or 11 other ones, I should say. I mean, I like when the match was made, my first thought was, wait, we've already had this match. I mean, I was there for that match. But at the same time, like a little bit of me is like, are they going to really have Jade lose this match? No way. I don't think they will. I, I think when she does lose... It's going to be someone we do not expect or we do not think of. So Jade will win. She'll keep the title. And then she'll cut like a three-minute promo calling somebody bitch three times. and then telling Well, Tony she is Schiavone that bitch. And telling Tony Schiavone to cut the shit. So. <laughs> I'm like, what did Tony ever do to you? That's my favorite. One of my favorite things for her. You, you know what I think? Tony, it is? cut the shit. You, you know what I think it is? I think Jade watched that Nitro where Tony Schiavone um, spoiled that Mick Foley was going to win the title. <laughs> it's revenge. And she never forgave him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great story. And I do like the Jade, since I haven't talked to you really about wrestling on, on a podcast uh, lately, I do like the idea of the baby section. I, I like too. that trio. I like Cargill. Kiera and Red Velvet on the same team. I'm I'm a big fan of that group. I think it's a better group than the Britt Baker group, to be honest with you. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, I, I no, I, I I like the group. I really do, because it gives Velvet Red Velvet you know airtime, and it also gives Kiera Hogan some time. And she was, from what I remember, she was good in Impact before she left. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that she's getting some airtime. Me too. All right, now we have a six-man tag team match. The House of Black against Death Triangle. This might arguably be, arguably for me, be the most boring thing on the card. Mm. What are these people even doing to to further their feud? Like, Now, to be honest with you, in the past month, I have missed more AEW than I had previously when I was on the show with you. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm missing something, but I don't know. It doesn't really seem like anything's happening. I thought that Black was going to spray mist in random people's eyes, but it turned out to be only one person, and which I hate how that's... I have a bad feeling how that's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, now that I'm thinking about it, that would be the worst thing and infuriate me is if it is Hart coming out to seemingly get her revenge and then she joins the group. That would be absolute garbage to me. Right. But, I mean, all they keep doing is just fighting each other. This is the epitome of what is the story here? And I would 100% not have had this on the card. Okay. Unless you want to tell me the story that I missed maybe on certain episodes. See, that's the thing I'm trying to think about is because at first I was going to say, oh, they had a real good six-man at the last pay-per-view, but Phoenix wasn't in that match. It was Redbeard. 
So Phoenix wasn't in that match, so I, which I kind of forgot about at first. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only thing I could think of besides Phoenix coming back is Death Triangle saving Heart, and that's really it. Oh, other, I have a terrible other feeling. Than that like there hasn't been much. That would be the worst. I'll hate it so much if that happens. What I had said, but. I think as far as a match, I think this is going to be a good match. I think this has the potential to be a show-stealing match. But there's like maybe three or four other matches while we go through it that are going to be like that. Yeah, not every match on this card can be 30 to 45 minutes. No, no. Otherwise, we're going to be all night Sunday. Yeah, 4 o'clock a.m., media scrum at 5 a.m. Yep. Be like, uh, it, Cody, who, let us sleep. <laughs> like I don't get what I don't get what his deal is. Is I'm like, Tony, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> why there's so? Why did you put so, two questions? Number one, why so many? Number two, why so many in such a short period of time within like the week of the show, mm-hmm. the week or two weeks of the show? Right. Considering you have four major shows a year. Yeah. Uh, the, who do you have for this? This is literally a coin flip for me. I, I kind of agree with you. I'm going to say Death Triangle. I wish I had a coin. I know I had one earlier, but... Um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? No, I'm going to go with House of Black with the terrible booking decision that I made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, I'll hate it so much if that happens. Yeah. I'm going to rant and I'm going to rave. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw something. I don't, I don't know if I'll get that mad, actually. Yeah, be prepared, folks. All right. Um, we'll go to the next match. It is the Hardys against the Young Bucks. This is another one that's kind of rushed in there. Um, I've said, I don't know if I said it on one of your shows or if I said it just to you in private, but... To me, when the Hardys fight the Young Bucks in, um, you know, in AEW, mm-hmm. I think it should be like the last Hardys match as a tag team. Right. And I do not get that vibe at all. This is very much, again, we need the Hardys on there. All right, let's have the Young Bucks on there. And I think they're billing it as a dream match, even though it did already happen. Yeah, it's happened like once or twice. And I don't think you can call something a dream match if it's already happened and they're the same personas that they were when they fought the first time. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if like they went under a different gimmick or something like that, both of them, and they were totally different characters, I would say, okay, so that's, you know, like, these versions of them have never happened. Right. So I'll buy that, but that's not the case here. What are your thoughts? I mean, like you said, this match has happened. So it's not, I mean, as a dream match, but we know it, like this has already happened a couple times. Um, I, I see, I don't know if I agree with, like when the Hardys do retire, if the Young Bucks should be the last match. I, I don't know okay. if I agree with that or not. Sure. Um, but when we get to that time, whenever that is, 
you know, we'll we'll discuss it another day. Um, my thing is, Jeff Hardy's body has been beat up the last couple of weeks because he had that match with Darby Allen, right? And then he has a match with Adam Cole, and it's like, what else can he do? You know, he didn't wrestle this week on TV. So, you know, it gave his body a little bit of a break, but I'm not really sure, you know, body-wise, how he's going to be for the match. I'm not saying that he's not going to do good. I think he'll be all right. It's just, you know, after the the bums that he had with Allen and all that. Um, Plus, Matt, I haven't seen Matt wrestle in a while, and I haven't seen the Bucks wrestle in a while. Well, the Bucks just wrestled on Rampage. I mean, it wasn't much of a match. But... Well, I mean, besides that, you know. Um, so I'm kind of surprised this match is happening. Although, again, I think this may be another good match. I just don't know if they can make this into a, into a you know, like a story, like a feud to go all summer. Yeah, well, the thing is, we the only thing that they really did, which was hilarious, if you... If you saw Rampage, them dressing up as the Hardys, me and the Young Bucks dressed up right. as the Hardys, and then uh, and Brandon Cutler was basically Lita, which I didn't get oh, at geez. first, and then um, and then Gangrel came out with them. Did you see oh. it or no? You didn't say it, did you? No, I didn't see. I it. mean, when we were recording this, it kind of happened very short time ago, so but it was pretty funny. Okay, now I have to ask. And there was a Matt fact, and it was like. Um, Nick Jackson taught Jeff Hardy the Swanton bomb or something. <laughs> it was really good. I just wish we could have had more of it and maybe like two or three weeks of it to build. I, I, I have to ask. Yeah. Was Brandon Cutler wearing a thong? You couldn't. I don't think you could see it if I remember correctly. All right. No. All right. Um, your pick. For this one. Oh, uh, again, this is another coin toss because I don't know if they're going to continue it or if it really is a dream match that they are just think is going to happen one time and that's it. I think it's going to be the Hardys, though, because I think they might gear up the Hardys for a tag team title shot down the line. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you, you need wins, which I don't know if I even talked to you how I've noticed that they've taken the numbers out of wins on their rankings. Oh, no. Did you notice that if you go to the AW roster, they take they took out the numbers. Oh, let me check that out now. Do that, um, and then also tell me. I think they they've done it on the rankings. Maybe I'm wrong with the roster itself. Go to the ranking section. I'm gonna go with you so that way, I you know that I'm like seeing what you're seeing. Yeah, you're you're right. They have taken the records off on the rankings. Yeah, I noticed that. They probably did that about a month ago. Because okay. I had noticed and I said, uh-oh, I think it's like they want the rankings to continue, but they think they might need some help on mm-hmm. pushing certain people. So if you don't have the numbers, you know why, Bill? Because of people like me that bitch and <laughs> complain that fucking Adam Cole gets a world title shot, but not Dante Martin, who has a better record than Adam Cole did at the time. Uh, for the record... As of this recording, Tony Nese is in the top five. 
I know. <laughs> what a freaking shame. I'm, I, I said to Rowdy Ross the other day, my friend Rowdy Ross, right. that uh, that Tony Nese comes across to me like Pete Dunne. Mm. I'm like, he is the most generic person with the most generic name that I think is on this roster. Hold on, I gotta find... Okay, Tony Nese's record yeah. overall... Okay, for this year he's ten and one in singles. Okay. For his career, he's sixteen and two. Okay. Adam Cole overall is thirteen and two for the year and is twenty four and six in AEW. Right. So uh, but but Cole is ahead of Nice by like two spots, so I can live with that. But see, but look how much it took you to figure that out. You have to go and like compare and I don't think a normal person would do that. Like, that's true, but no, but that's my point is that they can hide it easier by not having the numbers shown on the actual rankings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, now we're gonna do anarchy at the arena. Oh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta make my pick. You said, oh, sorry, Hardys. I didn't. You said the Hardys. Yeah, I say the Hardys because they're gonna line up for a take title shot down the line. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Okay. So yeah, the next match is anarchy in the arena. The Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Now, is Anarchy at the Arena just Stadium Stampede? Is there a difference here? I think it's the indoor version of Stadium Stampede. Oh, I guess because yeah, they're not in a stadium. Do <sighs> idiot. Oh well. <laughs> um. You know don't, sure, don't tell me, no, you're not. You're just like, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I- I'll say this. The Jericho-Kingston feud, the promos have been really good. And I like the fact that they've only had the one match mm-hmm. where Kingston won. And then what's weird is how they have this sports entertainment group Sorry, Brian. I know that's one of your forbidden words, so you do, you do get, you do get a chance to hit me next time you see me. Um, but that angle has kind of come off good on AEW. I, I mean, yeah, and I, and I said kind of because there are some times where, you know, it does work, like the celebration that they had like two or three weeks ago. And then when they did the fireball thing to Eddie Kingston, which you don't see anymore. Right. Um, and then having Santana and Ortiz makes sense because they were with Jericho. It's Danielson and Moxley that kind of raises my eyebrow a little bit as far as how they got involved into this. And to the best of my knowledge, they never said why they are involved in this. You know, I mean, right. Moxley, Moxley and Kingston are friends. We know I was going to say, that's Mo- that's going to be Moxley's in, but you're, and I guess Danielson's just by default. Yeah, pretty much. And Wheeler Yuta is in Japan right now. He's in the Super Juniors tournament. So, Oh, you're saying so otherwise he would have been match 14? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um... You know what? I, this one I'm kind of looking forward to seeing just because, I am. I just am because of what insanity there's going to be. 
The other thing I like about this match is that I don't think this is going to be the final meeting of these two groups. Oh, no. I think that they're doing it in the right order, unlike last year, where eventually it's going to lead into blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Remember last year was like they did blood and guts and then they did stadium stampede. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, shouldn't that be the other way around? Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's what we're going to get here, which because of that makes me think that the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to win. You know, I was going to go with the Kingston team, but after your reasoning, you actually convinced me to switch my pick. Okay. So I, I mean, will... that's not to say I'll switch it later. Too. Oh, right, right, right. I've done that before. So I'll, I'll go with the Jericho Society of Appreciation. Yeah, Bill, remember when, when I all of a sudden changed my thing because I was booking Brian Cage to win the world title? Oh, yeah. What fun <laughs> times those were. Where is he? I mean, he got re-signed. I mean, he did do that Ring of Honor show in April. Maybe that's where he's... I could see him going there. Yeah. All right. Now, this next match has big implications. It is MJF against Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he is going to be released from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow is banned from signing with AEW. You, I want you to talk about this and see what, let me see what you have to say. Okay. First off, first off though, best, best Bill feud of the card? Yes. I agree. This has been done so well with MJF having to put people in front of Wardlow, Wardlow being in handcuffs, no theme music, and he gets chanted like Goldberg, but the difference is Wardlow is a better wrestler than right, Goldberg. Well, who isn't? Um, good point. Kali. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like the new the new Indian guy that they got bought in. The in AW. And what's his name? The guy that got oh, bought in. I, I, I have it. Suntam or something like yeah, that. Yes, Satnam Singh, right? Mm-hmm. Although Suntan, I could go with. <laughs> okay. Um, and then when he did the when when they did the ten whip segment mm-hmm. last week, I really enjoyed that because when it happened the first time with Cody. It was so brutal, mm. and it was almost like you can't really top that, like, as far as brutality goes. Yeah. There, they managed to find a way to make it funny, in which Wardlow doesn't really budge at all until, mm. like, the last shot, but that's because, you know, he had a, uh, he got low-blowed, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, this has been, as far as, you know, matches that have feuds, this is the best built story to this point. And the conclusion is going to be one of two ways. Either Wardlow wins and he, you know, is free. Or the fans are going to be so pissed that MJF won that Wardlow, you know, he's quote unquote banned. Yeah. So you're going to, like, the the emotions of this match are going to be something to keep an eye on. Well, let me ask you this, because I was wondering if this is a possibility. What if, 
Uh, I just want to bounce off you of what you think of this. Not like if you like it or anything, but do you think they could possibly go this route where MJF wins because Wardlow is going to be part of ROH? See, I've I've heard that theory as well. Because they need people and they need reasons why they would be in ROH over AEW. Right. And Wardlow would make perfect sense to be in ROH. Mm-hmm. Because he's young, they need names, and Wardlow's name is starting to build up. Right. So that make that makes sense. I, I have heard that said uh one other time. But no, I, I, I like that theory. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's, because I don't know, I would love, I mean, obviously at some point we'll know this. I would love to know how he's going to figure out, okay, here are the guys that I want in Ring of Honor. Because let's face it, this card, again, I know it's the, the joke I'm going to keep going back to, 13 fucking matches for one pay-per-view. So divide that by two and you have two separate cards. So you have enough where you don't need to sign anybody else to Ring of Honor. Right. Like, anyone new. You could just move some of your people. But how do you explain that all of a sudden they want to be part of Ring of Honor? And I know the easy answer is probably going to be, for people, a brand split. But I don't think that's what he wants. No, no, no. I don't think he wants a uh, an official brand split, but there's got to be reasons why people are not are going to be in Ring of Honor and not in AEW and vice versa. Yeah. And this is a way that this particular wrestler, Wardlow, can have that happen. Mm-hmm. Plus, and I'm going to go back to uh, one of my old theories that I've come up with the last several years. Okay. MJF loses one pay-per-view match a year. Like, he gets pinned once a year, and it already happened. I can't mm. see it happening twice in a row. That's a good idea. That's a good look. I didn't see that. I didn't wait this year. He's, he lost, he lost the punk in the dog collar match. Yeah. But he also lost to what's his face. The marshal, the captain. No, 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 no. I'm saying on pay-per-view Oh, on pay-per-view. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, on pay-per-view. Okay, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with my theory and I'm going to say MJF wins. Okay. I think I'm going to agree with you, at least for now. MJF wins. All right. All right, so now we got coming up, the next two matches are going to be the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. We'll start with the women. Dr. Britt Baker against Ruby Soho. There's still a big part of me that wishes... I I, I get it. Maybe there there's no clearance yet at all, but we really wish these finals were in Canada if they ran a yeah. show up there. Yeah. But I, I don't know the situation, so... Um, okay, so Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. I'm going to say this is going to be short because these Owen Hart matches have no real build. Um, I'll say Ruby Soho. All right. I'm going to go with Britt Baker because she's basically, you know, like the, the focal point of the or has been of the women's division. And she's already won the title. Having her win this tournament would be a big deal, you know, for her and her character. So I'm going to say Brett wins this one. Okay. So now we're going to go to the men's final where it is Samoa Joe against Adam Cole. And on here, uh, 
it says that Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh are barred from ringside for this okay. match. So, what, what do you think of this one? Honestly, I, I nothing against Samoa Joe, because I love Samoa Joe. I would have preferred O'Reilly and Cole in the finals. Yeah, I, I think I might have as well. I, only because you could tell a story of besides, oh, it's the old rivalry of Cole and O'Reilly. O'Reilly's Canadian. You could do a yeah. whole thing where, you know, a Canadian could win the inaugural tournament. And I think that's my biggest problem what they've had with this whole tournament is I'm like, I saw there was a video package. I think it was last week when it was down to the final four. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I wish Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, Samoa Joe, and Adam Cole had like a sit down video package and said why this tournament means something to them. Right. And right. it never happened. I, I honestly thought, thought it should have happened when the first round started. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they should have every week said, this is why this is important to me. And I think I've said to you before, I was like, I didn't know if the Owen Hart tournament was going to be um, where the, it, it's got like emotional attachment and like, or if it's just going to be whoever AEW wants to push. Well, it looks like it's B, whoever AEW wants to push. Yeah. Um, so no, I definitely agree with, you with the Kyle O'Reilly thing. And my God, I, I'm, you know, I like his song, but geez, I'm just like tired of Adam Cole at this point in my life. <laughs> my, this is guy has got to be one of the most overpushed wrestlers currently going. And I'm not saying he's bad. I, I liked Adam Cole actually. Um, but like between, um, him getting two world title shots for no reason at all, especially again, Dante Martin had the better record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I would say Adam Cole is the one wrestler that they've considered because again, huge roster. So not everyone is on the shows every single week. Right. He's probably been on every show this year. Meaning dynamite. Yeah. Even if it's just an appearance, I would guess that he was on, had some kind of appearance every single week. I don't have research on this. Right. But I would be willing, I'd be willing to put a small amount of money, I think, on that. I'm not sure. Then, so it's like when I look at Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, I'm like, of course Adam Cole is going to win. God forbid we don't focus on Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. Plus, now that I see the Jay Lethal thing, I'm like, oh, well, that's, they're out on that, so... Fuck, Adam Cole's going to win. And I, I'm probably going to be even more tired of him. Uh, at this point, I would, what I'd love to see happen, maybe this is what they want me to do, think. I just want Kenny Omega to come back and run Adam Cole out for a while. That's what I want. <laughs> when, when the tournament was being made and they had all the qualifying matches and all that, and Adam Cole won his way in, I was like, he's winning this tournament. Like, if, if he doesn't win it, I'll be very surprised. And, but the exception would have been if O'Reilly had been in the finals. Mm-hmm. But since he's not, and we'll talk about O'Reilly in a little bit. Yeah, it's Adam Cole. I, 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 I can't see anybody else but Adam Cole winning this match. 
Yeah, because they they refuse to not put. And you know what? If if depending how the world title match goes, I wouldn't be surprised if this was their way of being like, guess what? Adam Cole gets another title shot. But here's the thing: oh they've never God. said it's for anything, I know. right? For either one, they've never said it's for anything. So the only thing we were told. And I don't even remember where I read this. Maybe Tony Khan said it. Maybe I read it from Meltzer. I don't remember. But there is some kind of prize for them that's going to be revealed on Dynamite or in like a month from now or something like that. I don't remember where I read this one. All right. My guess is it's a crown and a scepter. <laughs> that's my guess. My guess what it is. Oh, they could be. They could be the king of hearts for a year. <laughs> oh, that would be. Fuck it. I mean, MJF gets to be his diamond ring thing for a year every year so <laughs> by the way that's no that's not coming up that's in like september or october that i think he has to fight to get it again meaning mjf right. the diamond yeah, ring. it's not for a while not for a while okay <laughs> all right uh next up is a three-way match for the AEW tag team titles Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defend against Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs of Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I'll let you go with this one. What do you think of this? Okay. Um, you know, we both we both said and we both agreed that MJF and Wardlow was the best built story going up, you know, going to this pay-per-view. Yes. This one is kind of in my top three. It, it's behind... MJF Wardlow and Page and Punk. Okay. And and the reason I say that is because it really started when Strickland got signed and Lee and Hobbs were kind of having a mini feud and then Starks gets into the mix and then Strickland comes in and then they, they've had a couple matches and then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus get in the mix only because Starks and Hobbs want a tag team title shot, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And then Christian is like, we'll give you the title shot, but you got to put up the FTW title, referring to Ricky Starks. Right. So they have the match, Jungle Boy and Starks. Strickland comes out towards the end. And accidentally costs Jungle Boy the title. The FTW title, I mean. Mm -hmm. And that's really... Like, all of those elements together is how we got this match. The only thing I don't like about this is that for the second pay-per-view in a row, the tag titles are being defended in a three-way tag match. Right. Other than that... I'm fine with this match. So, I, I'm not as high on this match as you, um, but it's definitely not the worst one. I, I don't think I would be putting this off the card. I am overall a disappointed in the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus run in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's anything of what they did. You know, when I had first you know, saw the team of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I was like, you know, this is a great team to, to, when they become champions, to use for, 
you know, more of the kids and, right. you know, that younger demographic. And they haven't done any of that, at least not to my knowledge. No, not that I've seen. And it's, it's to me, that's been a real missed opportunity. And that being said, I, I or I say that because I don't think that they're winning this match. Hmm. Um, my prediction for this one as of right now, and again, things can always change for me, is currently my prediction is Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Oh, okay. I think one of the reasons that we don't have rankings, like I pointed out earlier, is so that they can get into this match. Right. I think a plan is there, much like when FTR first came in, all of a sudden they shot up and went for the tag team titles and won. And you kind of felt that that wasn't the plan back then originally mm-hmm. for the tag titles. I have a feeling Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland um, win this one because of that. This is actually one of the harder matches to pick, I think, out of the 13 matches that we have. Because mm-hmm. I could see Strickland and Lee winning the match. I could see Starks and Hobbs winning Absolutely. the match. Because Ricky Starks and has been pushed pretty significantly and mm-hmm. and because and, and you know that they've always felt like they've you've heard them talk on interviews of like the next pillars or whatever and Hobbs does come up in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Which he should. I like Hobbs. I'm a I big fan of Hobbs actually. Hobbs you know what I, I don't know if we ever told about this. Do you remember the Hobbs debut and why I'm such a fan of Hobbs. Oh, please remind me. So what it was was Hobbs came out as, as like in a, one of the casino battle Royals mm-hmm. and whatever he, he had already wrestled plenty of times on dark and he had like, I don't nothing special record all up there. He right. was like, he was, I think he was a losing record, but he was like, you know, four wins, eight losses. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said to myself is like, you know what? I hope he makes that for himself because then it shows that, guess what? Even if you have a shit record, you can still make something of yourself in this promotion. Because usually I feel like it's like everyone has a a big start or he came in as an already guy that was already there. And now here he is competing for the tag team titles. And honestly, I, I don't, I, would love to see him go for the world title and, and, you know, if he gets up there. So I've always been a big supporter of Hobbs. Right now he is a tag team guy, but it doesn't take much to make him a not tag team guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this is, this is so tough to pick. I'm going to go. See, I'm trying to think of, Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go with the champs just because I think, the, just, I think whoever is not involved in the fall will complain and be like, "We want a rematch." You know, we want a shot. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go with Jungle Boy Fair. and Luchasaurus. But I would not be upset if either of the two challenging teams won. Yeah, I would not be upset. All right. Uh, AEW Women's Title: Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb. This, I feel like, should have had a better build-up. And I know, again, it's it's common on this episode or this 
recording. Mm-hmm. One of the problems is the fact the roster is too big. You can't really distribute it, you know, as much, you know, you only have so much time. And by the way, guys, the answer is not give Rampage another hour. The, oh, the, the answer is, hey, lower your roster. There's already too much wrestling out there as there is, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. that's very oversaturated. No, you don't get – just lower your roster. Or, again, if Ring of Honor happens, then I'm sure some – it might even out when that happens. I don't know. Right. But the answer is not give them another show or another hour. Yeah. Um. This, but but the lack of that time, unfortunately, I think hurts this because Serena Dean's got a pretty good gimmick. She's yeah, she got does. the submission thing. She's the veteran wrestler, and I feel like a great story could have been told. Maybe it still can, but not for this match. I don't think it's not really much of a build, in my opinion. I want to go back to something you just said um, a moment ago, talking about. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and how you've been disappointed in their title reign. And, and and it's not their fault. And I agree with you on that. Yeah. So far, I've been disappointed in Thunder Rose's title run. And, and it's not her fault. This also hasn't been very long. Like, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus has been, have been champions for how long at this point About compared to Thunder Rosa? Four or five months. And how long about has Thunder Rosa been champion? Uh, how long has she been? I feel like it's only been a month. Tops two. Uh, two month. months. That's not that long. I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like with somebody the caliber of Thunder Rosa, who's very good in the ring, mm-hmm. I would have thought she would have done like many title defenses by now. Maybe I was hoping a little bit too much. Well, I mean, like you said, I think, I think she still has time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't help when... She gets the whole, what was it the other day? She gets the um, the Oscars treatment. Did you see that? Where she came out for a promo and like she wasn't finished, but they played her music anyway. No! <laughs> like, get, was it uh, on South Park? Like, like Cartman, get the fuck out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thunder. Thunder. No, because no, all of a sudden she said a sentence. And then her music started playing, but then she just finished her promo anyway. <laughs> but clearly someone back there says that you usually do that when you're like, all right, we, come on, we got to go. We got we got more shit that we need to do. That was the greatest night in the history of television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the worst. No, but in all seriousness, um, I... I the Deeb character's been really fun to watch. Yes. Um, Thunder Rose is always enjoyable to watch. Um, I expect this to be a... I, I think this is going to be the best of the three women's matches for the pay-per-view. Right. I hope this one's not the match that they short. Exactly. On time. This I, be, I agree. If you're going to make one of these three women's match short, make it the... Jade Cargill match. We don't need a competitive match against a Jay, who also I don't think has even been on the main show as of late. Now that I'm even thinking about that as right. a wrestler. Right. Um so for this one, I think this one's kind of an obvious one. I'm gonna say Thunder Rosa retains the title. I agree with you. Okay. So now 
Uh, this next match just got added literally like a couple hours ago. Because Tony Khan's like, oh, I like the number 13. We gotta have another match. We're in Las Vegas. Look <laughs> at that. This season on Dark Side of the Ring, no, we no, look at the pay-per-view where Tony Khan wanted 13 matches. Because really, he was a member of Organization 13 around. Bill Lurs Kingdom Hearts, available now at iTunes and Spotify. Can you imagine yeah, if Tony Khan... Hold on, now I'm just thinking of this. Imagine oh, if Tony Khan started like, wearing the Organization 13 hood. Uh, <laughs> uh, which... By the way, folks, we are cheap plug. Yeah, it's not a cheap plug. Not a cheap plug. We're, we're doing this. We're doing Kingdom Hearts 2. We are. Uh, we are currently ranked in Portugal. Oh, yeah. Apple Podcast. I should make that more known when you tell me shit like that, really. We are. And, and I'm looking at my email now because I haven't looked at my emails all day today. We are currently, as of this recording, in the top 50. In there we go. In Portugal. Portugal, we love you. Yes. <laughs> and I actually told my brother-in-law because um, his mother's side of the family is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And his grandmother is from Portugal. So I was like, tell your ancestors. Tell your ancestors to keep listening. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> and then the, like, But now I, I can't get it out of my mind that of Tony Khan wearing an organization hoodie. I can't. Because you know they exist. Like, there are people that make organization, um, you know, that hoodie. Right. Or at least they did. I know I, I know. at one point they did. I wonder what Tony's organization name would be. If if anybody knows if Tony Khan is a member of organization 13, <laughs> uh, please send us a tweet. You can send it to Jim at That's Podcasting or to me at House of Bill. Because that's the only reason that he has 13 matches on this card. Yep. <laughs> Him and fucking Tetsu and Nomura collaborated together. You yep. know what? Maybe they did it on an elevator, just supposedly how Kingdom Hearts and even exists to this day. Oh, man. All right, All let's, right. Get, let's get back on track, because yeah, this, this match, Darby versus Kyle O'Reilly... Yes. Yeah. This is the most throwaway match because this was announced out of nowhere. Has there been any build to this at all? The only thing, it, the, the only thing that really happened to build this match was Kyle O'Reilly took Sting out last week. He used the chair, hit him on the ankle. Okay. And that's why we have this match. I mean, Darby's going to win. Is he, though? What do you mean? Well, I guess if you look at the fact that apparently Kyle O'Reilly signed, what, like a four- or five-year extension? Mm-hmm. Did I read that? I guess, yeah. Now, see, now you have me doubting it. What do you think? Well, the only reason I say that is because Sting's not going to be in the corner. Oh, and you think... Um, What's his face is going to help him? Yeah. That Bobby Fish is going to help him? Mm-hmm. The debuting Roderick Strong? I don't know if that's actually a thing. No, it's not a thing. It's not? Okay. No. <laughs> I see you're sad about it. I'm telling your voice. <laughs> you know what I'm sad about? The next match that we're going to talk about. Oh, wait, wait. Who did you? Oh, you? I oh, said Darby. Right. And then yeah. you, then you yeah, made I me doubt myself. Okay. Okay. 
Yes, this next match. Oh my god. This has been... Get this the fuck off of the (laughs) pay-per-view. It is a mixed trios tag match. Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti against Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and making her in-ring debut, Paige Van Zandt. Now, that's the weirdest thing, is I would think that they would have wanted to hype that at the very least. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very weird thing for them to do for a last... If anything, I figured they might have... If they were like, oh, well, we need to get these people on the pay-per-view, you would have went Sammy and Frankie versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, right. and then saved the Paige Van Zandt debut until... Maybe even Wednesday, because apparently they're having a big show that yeah, Warner executives are supposedly going to. Mm-hmm. That's why you would think, like, with them him throwing all these matches together at the last minute, you'd be like, oh, maybe you should save some for Wednesday. Right. Like, I don't even know. Like, Wednesday's actually a pretty big deal, probably. Like, you're basically trying to impress the people you're looking to get more money from, yeah. I think. Okay. Here... Further, this, well, this just one thing. So this is what further he had to have thirteen. So there it is, organization thirteen. Tony Khan, go ahead. Here's the thing with this whole yeah. match. I have no freaking idea who the hell is the baby face and who the hell's the heel in this because for a while, you know, like when Scorpio won the title. They, you know, were kind. Of, the fans were kind of happy. When Guevara won it back, they booed him and Ty Conti out of the building, and then it's like, wait a minute, Scorpio Sky's getting cheered. Dan Lambert is getting cheered, and he is like one of the biggest heel magnets in the company. Because Sammy and Conti are the one of the shittiest couples, and I think I'm pretty sure Dan Lambert's team is the is the good guys here. I would think, but then Sky kind of, like, beat up Kazarian after... I don't know. Well, I don't even know. How did Kazarian wind up with Sammy? I th- okay. Yeah, because I missed this part of it. Because kn- the last thing I knew was Frankie Kazarian was trying to get a tell shot from Scorpio Sky. Which he did get. Yes, and I'm aware of that. He got the shot, Sky beat him, and then Sky kicked him in the nuts. So then, Kazarian and Guevara broke the TNT title, like they destroyed the title. And I guess they just have a common enemy in Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page is just there because he's Scorpio's guy. And if someone wants to tell me what the hell is really going on. It's with this so match. a WWE storyline. Where I don't understand it. I don't know it's something we don't want, but they're like, nope, we're giving it to you. By the way, uh, his name's going to be Yontix. Hmm? His name's going to be Yontix. That's oh, Tony, Tony Khan's organization. <laughs> I just figured it out because I didn't really want to talk about this match. Thank you. Um... Also, I hate... To, I, this goes for both promotions, by the way. I hate any inter-gender tag team match in WWE and AEW. Right. Neither side can do it right. It, it should be just anyone can hit anyone, but there's always this hypocritical thing of, like, if 
like like the guy the woman will hit the guy to no end. Referee might not even say anything. But then, like, the guy hits the woman, and it's like, there's referee, the referee's like, Every, no, no, you can't do that. It's very, it never makes any sense to me. Yeah. So that's the other reason I hate this. Um, if I had to, well, I have no choice but to pick. You have to pick, yeah. I'm going to go with Scorpio and his team. Um, as much as I hate it, because I definitely hate them as a couple, I'm going to go with Sammy, Conti, and Frankie. All the E's. You know what? I, th- th- there is one positive thing about this match. At least it'll be easy on the eyes with Ty Conti and Paige Van Sant there. Yeah. Other than that... This should be the three-minute match, by the way. Yes. This, you know what this, you know what this almost feels like, real real quick. Yeah, this almost feels like a match that could happen at a WrestleMania, and they give it three minutes. Sure. Yeah, because the thing that really throws me off is that this is going to be the first paid Van Zant match, and it's a throwaway. And I don't mind that because, quite frankly, it's not Paige Van Zandt's first match is not an attraction to me. I don't care. Um, But it's just weird to see. It's just weird to see Yontix do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yontix. (laughs) All right. Now, now to the main event. AEW world title. Hangman Adam Page defending against CM Punk. Alright. Let's put a let me put my young ticks stuff to the side here. Right. He's done a good job with this. He has made a main event that to this moment I actually don't really know who's going to win. Yeah. The weird thing is I would have more of an idea if I knew what Forbidden Doors format was. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let me hear your thoughts before predictions. This is a match where you have the crowd split. Like, you've got them split. Well, you would hope. You might be surprised, and they might be for one over the other, actually. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, like you said, we don't know what the format of the Forbidden Door event is going to be. We have no idea. And I think if we don't know that, or as long as we don't know that, that's going to make the outcome of this match more interesting. Because let's say, and I'm just putting my Yen Sid thinking cap on. Very good. Billers Kingdom Hearts on iTunes and Spotify. There we go. Let's say before the main event, they announce that whoever wins this match will defend the title against so-and-so. And if it's a name that is someone that maybe Punk has wanted to wrestle, Punk, Punk will probably win. If, if it's someone where it's like, oh, Okada will be at the pay-per-view. And will defend the title against whomever. 
then that also makes me think Punk might lose. Okay. But here's the big thing for me. If Punk wins the title, I think to some people, it will solidify his return to pro wrestling. Because yes. he's beaten everyone that has come against him. He's done all this stuff for the last nine months. And if he wins the title, it's going to be a big moment. But at the same time, and this is just me th saying this, I don't think Punk needs the title. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, t or, um, Yantik <laughs> has said from the beginning of the four, like the first four champions, he's had it planned piece by piece. And it's all gone to perfection so far. Was Punk the next plan? That is where I wonder yeah. if Punk's going to go with this. Because here, this is what I'm thinking. If Punk wins the title, he's not going to lose that title till maybe the end of the year or even next year. Well, let me can I, let me interrupt you this because this is something okay. I want to know and I think you would know, but I don't think I do. Okay. How long did is CM Punk's contract with AEW? I want to say it's a couple years. So would you say it's more than one year? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm because to me that also has to factor in. Because I was gonna say, well, look, God, you finish your thing okay. and then I'll, I'll I'll come back to what I was gonna say. If Paige wins, I see him ultimately losing the title at All Out. Okay. Because the champions like to have these long reigns. Mm. So. It's like, and then the other thing, and I just thought of this, if Paige loses this match, there will be people that will go on the internet and say Adam Page's run was unfair, he never truly had a, a run as champion, never had what Omega had or Moxley or Jericho, and I'm going to disagree there because... He had the hour-long match with Danielson yep. at the end of the year. He had the rematch where he beat Danielson. He beat Adam Cole twice. And yeah, he has not been shown on TV as much. But that's the thing with being a world champion. Mm -hmm. Is you don't need to be always the center of attention. Mm -hmm. So as far as, you know, Adam Page's reign goes, if it ends here or if it doesn't, I'm fine with his reign. It just depends on what happens here on Sunday. Right. So my side of this is, I don't know what the format Forbidden Door is. To me, Forbidden Door is one of two things. Number one, you're going to have... 
the New Japan champion versus the AEW champion. Mm-hmm. That's one option. The other option, which I think is the better option, you have maybe five uh, interpromotional matches, very similar to the uh, Starcade 1994 format, I believe it was. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like a best of five, but mm-hmm. the other two matches are an AEW championship match and the other match is a New Japan championship match. Right. I like that format better because no one looks bad in that and you could put, like, two of your top guys from each promotion to fight and, like, kind of say, like, hey, this is the best that we have of this promotion. Mm-hmm. But to me... Without knowing that format, I've because okay, so if we was the first format, and it's champion versus champion, you know AEW versus New Japan, right? Then I see Punk winning. Yeah. However, if it is the format that I prefer, and it's just the AEW Championship match and the New Japan Championship match separately, then I think I see Adam Page winning. Yeah. Because if you're going to show people, here's what. AEW is you might want to put an AEW original on there. Um, but I don't know the format of that, so I can't really base my thing on that. I asked you about the year-long contract because, or the the, the contract status, because if it was one year, I'm leaning towards Punk because that means number two things will happen. Number one, you sign him for a year. Mm-hmm. With this big investment, you're not going to give him a run with the title during that? Like, I find that hard to believe. Not only that, but my original reason thinking that CM Punk was going to win the title was I think, or I might think, that uh, that Yontix, a.k.a. Tony, is going to want to do his version of Summer of Punk. Right. Which Memorial Day weekend is... The unofficial start of summer, mm-hmm. so that would be the time to do it. And you could even do where maybe if you, if people don't know his contract status, by the end of summer, hey, guess what? I might leave from here. Yeah, like you could do that same thing you did in WWE and Ring of Honor, and do it here. Whew. This is it's amazing that this is actually so. I can't remember a main event in wrestling. Like, there are some that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not really too sure. Right. But I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to lean towards this way. But more importantly, Bill, this is a main event that I actually care on who is going to win. Mm-hmm. And not know which way it's going to go. Right. And I think that's what makes the difference, for me at least, in probably enduring uh, a six-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> wherever long it's going to be. Yeah. Um, to get to that match. I don't... I'm really curious what the crowd reaction is going to be, too. Oh, God, yeah. Because... Well, they're not, they're not in Chicago, so it's not going to be... It's kind of a neutral site. It's a neutral site, right. And... Yeah, it's just really tough to tell. I'm going to have you go first, unless you want to add to anything that I said. Oh. <coughs> Um, no, I, I got nothing to add on to that. Um, as far as, oh my God, 
this is so ah, this is so hard to pick um this would be my one pointer if I did like a confidence pool <clears throat> like there's no way I could have gone any more than a one um I'm mm. See, okay, I'm going to go back to something I did a few years ago. Okay. And I'm trying to remember if you were on this or not. When we had the first AEW world title match. Okay. It was Paige and Jericho. We're basically in the same situation. You're right. Yeah, I do remember this because it was like the reason why Chris Jericho should win is because he's an established guy. It'll put eyeballs right on the product right from the bat. But the reason Paige should be the champion is because he's an AEW original and you want to show like, hey, look, we're immediately making a star out of one of our own, which differentiates Mm -hmm. us from everyone else. I was definitely talking with you about that. Yeah, for sure. And they ended up going with the right move with mm-hmm. Jericho. You know, I'm going to try this one more time. I think Adam Page is going to win, and he's going to keep the belt. Okay. And I think I'm going to go with my first instinct here and the possibility of Summer of Punk. But I'm going to go with CM Punk. And and I would not be upset. No, and I wouldn't be upset uh, Hangman winning as well. I just hope it's a. I want a. I want a good match, and I just want the crowd to be into it. Which, to be honest with you, I'm a little afraid of with 13 matches. Yeah, that's the one thing I will definitely say. That's a big downer of. They. I really hope they are very smart about pacing this this show out because that would be a damn shame if they have the world title match and it's. And everyone's dead because they're so friggin' tired. I don't know how WrestleMania holds up because obviously they have like five hour events. Like, I don't know if it's a case where at some point people are just burned out, but I just hope that doesn't happen here. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that is everything for Double or Nothing. Um, this is going to be their first million dollar gate for AEW. Okay. this event so kudos to them yep uh anything you want to plug before we go sure just that's podcasting on instagram and twitter and that's podcasting.com um i we have billers kingdom hearts coming on sunday you can listen to my chippendale rescue rangers movie uh watch on the uh billers kingdom hearts feed because there's also some Kingdom Hearts 4 thoughts that I had that I'm not sharing with Bill yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're still going on Kingdom Hearts 2. So thanks for joining us. All right, Bill, I guess let's get out of here. All right. Um, I don't normally plug my personal stuff on Twitter or on uh, this podcast, but I'll do it here. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at House of Bill and follow me on Instagram at MrBilliam85. Uh, Thank you all for listening wherever it may be, either on this week's episode of That Wrestling Show or on our Illuminated feed. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all next time.